BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. While you're talking, I'm just going to check on our food delivery. I knew. I but I am listening. Okay. Estimated arrival, three minutes. Oh, maybe we There's should There's another stop. person in my garden, this frame camera. Hmm. If my wife has an affair, by the way, I will absolutely catch her because this camera. Just wa- it's like, there's a person in your garden. I'm well, sorry. Who are all these people in your garden? I don't know. I missed it. I'd have to go back and rewind it. But That's, th- a, that's, that's deep. There's a person in your garden. Isn't it? Sure. I wish there was a person in my garden. Oh. Hello. Ding dong. <laughs> Ding dong. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Welcome to Back in the South. <laughs> With Jillian Jeez, and Janice. Complaining about being Jake is here too. Nima. Okay. This is interesting. I'm ready. You know how they say the meek shall inherit the earth? Oh, yeah. Okay. I think there's an incredible amount of payback going on. Oh. Hmm. Two instances that really struck me. Hit me. First of all, there was a first-time author who lost her book deal. I mean, you've written books, so you know what yeah. that there's a book deal. Because she was review bombing her fellow authors. <laughs> so she was going in and writing these, that the, the book, that their book sucked and this and that. And they caught her. How? I, there's some. funny though. That's why I actually like Nikki Haley's whole thing that like everybody on the internet needs a profile because this shit is dirty business. It's dirty. I, and yeah. I, I, there's a whole story and I, I'm going to do all kinds of really bad stuff. You can like bot slam somebody where you send a bunch of bots to write dirty reviews. Yes. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of that. So, but she was doing, anyway, they, they found her. She lost her deal. And then the other one was a judge sentenced a woman who threw her food at a Chipotle employee. So she ordered Chipotle. She didn't, whatever was wrong with her Chipotle, she took her food and threw it at the employee. The judge ordered her to work in a fast food place. Hell instead, yeah. Instead of like. Is that even a thing? How yes. How sentence you can pass? All right. Because he felt, he said to her, why would I send her to jail when I can, when she's just going to sit in jail, we're going to pay for her to sit in jail. She did something really crappy. So make her feel what it feels like to work in a fast food like there's something i think all this mean shit we're doing to each other it's because of anonymity oh yeah it really is there's an anonymity to it i find that people can just okay we here's the problem i listened to my jordan peterson blink on the way here so now it's all top of mind (laughs) but he was talking about parenting your kids and he's like, we are an inherently aggressive species. He's like, you, your children are little angels. He's like, you're going to find a staff meeting is less violent than the playground. <laughs> you have to breed this aggression out of your children, right? And civilize them. are not born with it. Yes, we are born prone to aggression. We are an aggressive species. Yes, we are. We absolutely are. And you have to... I see- don't think when I was a little girl. I don't, don't reach I bit my cousin when he beat me at Go Fish. <laughs> Sent that fucker right to the hospital for a tetanus shot. And I was three. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't. Oh, I don't, yeah. I'd have to. Okay. I, maybe I'm blocking it out. Oh, yeah. I chomped right into his arm. 
<laughs> sunk those chompers right into that fleshy bicep. Does he remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was six. Did not appreciate the tetanus shot or the nibble. So, but the thing is, we we are inherently aggressive, I think. Wow. I would have never, I would have thought that was, you know, when you say born or bred, I would have thought that was... Um, something you were if you look at all these like anthropologists and evolutionary biologists nature is aggressive survival of the fittest animals animals are because they're animals Mm -hmm. we've just learned how i listened to a whole talk on lex actually from an anthropologist how he talks about how like the beta males learned how to dominate the alpha males by ganging up on them and that now you've got all these beta males that have dominated the world and not for the better it's really it's actually a really interesting talk but anyway, where are you going with this? Well, no, I'm just, I think it's really interesting that we're finding ways to punish. We, we should just allow this bad behavior. Like, like all these authors, all these authors See, are losing. to allow it? I feel like we used to publicly shame it, healthily shame people into not behaving badly. But now because of anonymity, people can behave badly. But there, there's no anonymity anymore because everybody's, we can be found out. Like the like the like the one who was doing the review bombing, they found her. However, they did it. That's like the amazing. woman at Chipotle, it was caught on someone. Well, that's her. all on camera, yeah. But no, real life is all on camera. But what you're saying, like, look at look at 4chan, like the anonymous who? If you don't know who 4chan is, no, it's an anonymous uh, image and chat board or whatever, and it's like a cesspool of the internet. Yeah, they can do all kinds of shit. Yeah. Oh, you mean like the naked, the AI, the AI news? No, those are deep That's fakes, but they thing. can sound like, like, okay, so for example, ready? Um, One of the partners that we work with had somebody do this thing to their ad campaign online. And I don't understand it. Giancarlo was trying to explain it to me, but the bottom line is you do something where it just clicks those ads over and over and over and drains their entire budget. What? Whoa. So it's on digital right digital marketing so if i'm if i have the jillian michaels app and then let's say there's the tone it up app right and i'm like i'm gonna get those tone it up girls and i they guess they find a way to like find their ads online and you can go in there i guess and find the ads these ai or some bro i don't fully understand this all i know is something goes in there and targets their ads and like clicks their ads but doesn't buy anything so they're, I guess they're paying per click. Oh, so, so it's draining their entire advertising budget and they're not getting any sales. Ooh. Oh, it's diabolical. Oh, it's banana anything pants. real? I mean, no. no. And I said to G, that's I go, such a stupid thing to I say. I go, G, how do you know this isn't happening to like XYZ PDQ? He's like, because we watch the campaigns. So we turn them off immediately if they're not making money. It's crazy. It's really nuts. That's a full-time gig though. It is a full-time gig, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, yeah. I was just really happy to see that people were finally getting punished for being just a shitty person. Like, I'm tired of just pe- people being really shitty to each other. I've like, started and actually just... I've started... Like, like, okay. I have started with my zero tolerance policy now. So, like, we were working on negotiating this deal with someone for six months and i it's such a it's like a freaking expert deal it's a royalty deal like it's nothing six months and then the lawyer would like rewrite her own language and then the lawyer would ghost like that's another thing i hate is the ghosting oh we talked about that and 
to me yeah. now, I basically, John Carlos, like, I sent the last set of notes in on Friday and it's Wednesday night and they hadn't responded. And I go, that's it. We're done. And I just wrote, I'm like, I think you're great at what you do. The fact that this has taken six months shows that we're probably not compatible business-wise. Um, you know, I wish you all the best. Done. We're done. Like, and do they write back right away? Oh, no, I was. No, nope, this one was. Well, this would require a few more granular conversations because there seemed to be some granular incongruencies. And I didn't even bother to write back and be like, you ghost. Yeah, you <laughs> right. ghost for days, if not weeks at a time. Your lawyer rewrites her own language. We've been dealing with this shit for six months and it's granular. Like I was like, OK, you too. But my, my point is just like DB method again, like running my likeness and ad, not paying, not ghosting everybody. Like You're on blast. You want to play these games? Like, this is who you are as a company. Like, I'm done with it. Like, the, you know, this one. Do you, oh, do you ever want a simpler life? <laughs> like, how to I mean, do it, Janice? I, I'm trying. You tell me what that looks like. Like, I genuinely thought it was such a great little machine for people who had a back injury and beginners. But it's like you try to enter into like you do your part. You're totally fair. And then they fight. And she and I said to G, I go, why is it always like this? Because it always is. Yeah, it always is. And he's like, because people are assholes. And business is another area where it's like outright aggression. The more you fuck someone over, the more you're lauded as like a good business person. That's that's that that is that is so old. I just hope the day comes again. Like there was this one guy that we were working with on something and it's ghosted. And I was like, oh, this guy better pray. He never needs a favor, a recommendation never runs into me like why do you do business like that they're really weird i don't get it i just had a conversation with a friend who's at this job and she's gone up higher levels everywhere she every job she's gone to and she goes why do i always get stuck under someone who is such a piece of shit and i was like well it's it's that that takes that kind of person to get to, to oh my god it does to, to be the, there's to, a great you know? ted talk on this that the people in power to get to believe you're great enough to be in that kind of position, like real power. Yeah. Right? You got to be a borderline like sociopath. Bingo. Yeah. To think that you are that great and then to do what is required to get there. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It really is. Like I, if I had sold out, trust me, every day I'm like, I hope I made the right decision. Like if I had gotten into business with big food or big pharma, are you kidding? Probably would have had that talk show. Probably would have, you know, but I, it's like you probably could have bought me my 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 rancher, right? I know. I, so so you're saying in a way when you look at these uber uber rich billionaires, they're all assholes. Not all, but I maybe you hedged probably a lot. I mean, listen, I maybe. I mean, when I look at Elon Musk. Oh, you know, he's he, gone cuckoo. I'm sorry, the but, guy's but, gone cuckoo for Google. But pants. my point is, like, he he loves to pretend like he's this great guy. But I saw what he did with crypto. He gamed the market and fucked a ton of people, and he knew exactly what he was doing. He manipulates the market, so like he gets into crypto, and he buys all this Bitcoin, and he drives it up, and then he sells it and he dumps it, right? And then he's like, "Oh, I had no idea that crypto ran off of energy." It's like, "Oh, you fuck." You piece of shit. Like you knew exactly how crypto works. Like this is what I, like I mean, and it's like, 
I'm just here to, you know, protect free speech and I'm just going to go to the border and then I'm going to go to Israel. And I'm like, ah, you're full of shit. You're out for you. I mean, I don't know. He's certainly a powerful enemy I don't need to make. He stands up to the Larry Finks of the world. But I mean, I think to be a billionaire, you're not a person who you asked me this about why would Oprah get behind weight loss drugs? Mm -hmm. My answer is because you don't get to be a billionaire by thinking you have enough. Mm -hmm. No, that's a really interesting thing to wrap your head around. You don't. Yeah, I suppose not. eh? No way. I'll be curious to see how it plays out, actually. For everybody, but no, Mama, I don't think so. When you're when you look into these guys like Rockefeller, you know, and like, whew, J.P. Morgan, really look into it. When you look into Larry Fink and who this guy actually is, the guy that runs BlackRock, he's the most powerful man in the world. He's Kaiser Soze, and you're just now starting to know he exists. What about, what about then, then what about like the Taylor Swifts? Because she's getting in, she's getting near that. She's going to be a billionaire. That's I mean, different. Taylor Swift, yeah, she's just super yeah. talented. People like her. Like she's just <laughs> going to go on tour and whatever money she makes, she's going to make. I don't, yeah. I don't think that she's like, I need to do this. She's not gaming crypto yeah. and selling <laughs> weight loss drugs and you know what I mean? Like she's not. So when did, when did Oprah shift then? I don't know because who I Oprah is. I never have known who Oprah is. I love that Bob's, the, you and Bob. Yeah. Oh my God, you and Bob on the oh Oprah show. God, <laughs> that went badly. But it's like, <laughs> I don't ever know who she is. I mean, like all of her favorite things were all products she owned or she yeah. was behind. I mean, all her experts are experts she owned. Dr. Oz. Well, well, Ellen, Ellen was just, Ellen was kind of like a, Oprah clone. I don't know anything about Ellen's business. I do know, obviously, a lot of people didn't like her. Yeah. Yeah, that went... I don't know anything about, like, her business. All all I know is, you know, a lot of people came out and said she was mean. Um, (laughs) She told me not to do my bathroom joke. I told you that. No. It was very hurt. What happened? Well... Why don't you share the joke with us? Okay, well, I'll I'll do it after. So... Okay, yeah. That'd be good. This is years Maybe she was protecting you from a bomb. No, I think because my joke was better than hers. And because I I was opening for her. So years and years and years ago, before Ellen even got her show where she said, I'm gay. You know, that one. Yeah. These, what was it called? These friends of mine? I thought it was called The Ellen Show. No, before that. I'm talking like the 1990s. I don't remember. Anyway, when she was just a stand-up. Anyway. Uh, she was touring and she came to Vancouver and I opened, I was the opening act for her in Vancouver and Victoria. Oh. And so we did the first show in Vancouver and then the next night in Victoria, she came and she goes, would you mind not um, doing, oh. your, doing your bathroom joke? And I went, oh, because <laughs> I said, well, that's kind of my best bit. <laughs> and she said, yeah, it's too similar to mine. So in other words, you know what I mean? She's not going to get as much. Yeah. Not that mine was great. I'm not saying that. Maybe but, it was. No, we want to well, hear, I want to hear I it. I want to hear it too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let me see if I remember it. I haven't been stand-up in so long. So, hey, you know what? <laughs> what? You know, I got to stand up. Okay, yeah. So, you know when? Yeah. I said, what is it? How does it? Oh, yeah. What is it with the uh, the doors on the bathroom stalls that they never lock? It's like you, 
you finally you oh, yeah. and you wear right oh, the I've door, lived through this. right the door they're all yeah. and, and you and you finally you, you you get yourself you're in a pantsuit and you know when you have a pantsuit on this was in the days when you wore pants you got to take the entire thing off yeah. just to go to the bathroom and then somebody walks in on you and it's just like and they look at you and just goes what the hell are you doing in there? Well, I actually have that Larry David moment right well I kind of blame them because it's like Lock your friggin' bathroom door, dude. No, but sometimes they don't. You think it's locked. Oh. And it, it, you can still push it. I well, <laughs> I thought that was very funny. <laughs> wow, and she told you to zip it? Wow. Well, that's not nice at all. She's had a crazy life, man. Her family was uh, like the hardcore religious that they don't believe in medical care. Are you sure? No, I'm 100%. It's actually a horrible story she tells about when she, like, broke her leg and they wouldn't take her to the doctor. I'm not kidding, actually. Hold on. Inside Ellen DeGeneres' religious upbringing, raised very, very strictly with Christian science, she admits to never taking medicine. Yeah, it's a really sad, shitty story. You ready? Okay. Ellen DeGeneres laid her career on the line to tell her authentic truth when her... Oh, here you go. Her character Ellen Morgan came out on the ABC sitcom in 1997 and went down in LGBTQ plus history. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, blah blah blah. So see, 1997. So this joke that the the night was way before that. In the end, uh, Hollywood wouldn't cast Ellen anymore. Okay. Uh, she did get she did get the shit out. The fallout was immense. Death threats, bombs. Here, Ellen was raised in a strict and conservative Southern family, yet her mother was accepting of her daughter's sexuality. Wow, that's interesting. It's absolutely unbelievable to me that some parents would reject their son or daughter. Uh, This is Betty DeGeneres. Okay, hold on. She admits to never taking medicine, even aspirin, until she was 13. We had to go to church to do testimonies every Wednesday night. Well, she didn't need to take out all her aggression on me with my bathroom joke. I think it was just you. Didn't you see all that stuff? All those people that used to work with her came out and bashed her and said she was Oh, the Brad guy from Brad... uh, from Garrett? Everybody Loves Raymond. Brad something. Brad Garrett, yes. He said that. Ah, uh, you know what? Then you have all the other ones that say she's great. So who's, who, wh- whose story are you going to I know, believe? you're going to hear the same shit about me. I, I don't know. I can only go from, you know, what I experienced personally. What I can tell you with somebody like Oprah is that I have seen her in my area of expertise. Mm-hmm manipulate the category from money in ways that I don't think are in people of greater good. And this last one was completely telegraphed. Come on. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, you have enough money, dude. Stop. Maybe Oprah will buy me my rancher. I don't think so. <laughs> it's unlikely. And now a little old school gold. So you think it's a good thing to snoop? I don't know. I think it comes from a place of fear. I feel that's, like if you're in a relationship tough. where you got a snoop, that it's not a good relationship. Oh, this is interesting. Don't search his web browser history. You know what you're going to find. Porn, porn, and more porn. Yeah. You think? Oh, heck yeah. Oh, Totally, yeah. Jake? Yes, I watch porn. Yeah, see? Where? On, On my computer. Right. Yeah. I don't watch porn. Sure you do. I don't. Sure you do. No, I I really don't. 
You mean you're just really out in the yard with a fifth of Jack standing over the sprinkler? <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. News. Yeah, I've got a tip for you on your journey towards self-improvement. Okay. Never mm-hmm. compare yourself to others. Only compare yourself to your previous accomplishments. Let's talk about shit that's pissing me off. Here's what's pissing me off. <laughs> Is that I wrote that in my book Unlimited. Okay, in 2012. Jordan Peterson wrote that in his book, and everyone's like, oh, he's such a genius. I wrote the book about longevity in 2018. Peter Attia wrote that book now, and David Sinclair wrote that book a year ago, and everybody's like, oh, oh, longevity. I wrote that book in 2018. I called the longevity trend. I lit it on fire and got it going before all these guys came around in 21, 22, 23. I released that book. In the beginning of 2018. How about this one? I interviewed this girl, <coughs> very sweet, on keeping Whoa, it real. Longevity, like, longevity. Can't pull together. You need the hind leg? I'm talking. Yeah. I, I interviewed this girl on keeping it real, like a young influencer. I can't remember her name. Very sweet girl. She wrote 100 Ways to Change Your Life. And every single thing she, like, that was in this book, because she's talking about my podcast, I'm sitting there playing stupid. And the minute the podcast was over, I said to San Diego, I wrote that exact book in 2012 and it was like oh we want to get want to build relationships like getting close proximity to somebody like every single thing i put in my books is just getting repurposed and everyone's like oh genius I'm like, really seriously so redo your do what do what taylor swift did redo your masters Add, oh. put a take the book and do like part part whatever too i think it's timing too like no one wanted to talk about longevity it's a, it's like it's, I wrote that book I know, first. I know. I I realized that, but but it maybe it wasn't the right timing. Twenty eighteen was the beginning. I launched the I, I set the wave in motion. Remaster it. Mm. Take the book. Put add some some shiz in it and well, redo cause, it. Because this is in Jordan Peterson's blink, and I was like, I freaking this. By the way, is common knowledge, but I wrote that in twenty twelve. I don't see anyone being like, what a forward thinker. This concept is 100 years old. Because we didn't think, we didn't even think about forward thinking in 2012. Come on, don't compare yourself to other people. It's a recipe for failure. It's a game you'll never win. Only compare yourself to your previous self. Are you better this year? I mean, and it's like, I always say every step in the right direction is exactly that. A step in the right direction, right? Then Elon Musk turns around and he goes, oh, is it Tony Robbins? I can't remember. Happiness is progress. Oh, my God, genius. I'm like, I've said that for years. 
Okay, well, I just offered you a way to help this. What can I do to, to help you? You here? want me to remaster it? I want you to remaster your books. Just put the word bitch at the end of the title, like <laughs> longevity, bitch. 30 day shred, bitch. <laughs> Bang. Sold. Ooh. Sold. Unlimited bitch. <laughs> you, oh, might need, you might need a comma on that one. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. About, put bitch Master in. your metabolism, bitch. <laughs> I'm buying that book. My metabolism's fine. Well, look at look at one of the best. Making the cut, bitch. <laughs> That's really <laughs> Wow. That's like a fortune cookie in bed, but this time it's bitch. There you well, go. I just thought I'd bring back my token of kernel of knowledge that I'm sure I stole from somebody else in my own journey towards wellness, which Jordan Peterson has stolen, which is when you're improving yourself this year, don't compare yourself. It's interesting. Jordan Peterson loves to say, "I don't. I'm. I'm not a person of conflict. I don't like conflict." Yet. Does Every, he say that? Yeah, he oh, said. It. And it's like everything oh, he says creates conflict. conflict. It's just. But most of the time, I gotta give it to him. Most of the time, it's solid. It's like I know you don't like this, but it's kind of like RFK. I'd say eighty percent of the time. It's really sound advice. 20% of the time, you're down the rabbit hole, for mm. sure. Yeah, you he know, takes you down a rabbit hole. 20% sure. of the time, you're like, okay, the crazy is starting to show through. Like when he's like, people who don't have children are the ultimate narcissists. Like, oh, but, no. But when you watch, you can see what, you can see when he's going to crazy town. Yeah. Though. It, isn't it interesting? It's a little fanatical. Yeah. He almost like evangelical. It, it's like a, yeah. it's like this little switch changes in him and he, and he goes, and it's not right. And it's just like, whoa, where did yeah. that come from? Isn't that weird? Yeah. I know. But he can be making the most, first of all, he is as articulate. My God, the people that speak well, I'm in awe. I know, Jill. Do you I, know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. The it's ones, like how the you articulate drip from their lips like poetry. They can access their vocabulary mm -hmm. like the speed of a quantum computer. There are no, um, like, yeah, you know, right? They never do that. I had a program director say to me once, it sounds like you're having a hard time getting getting your thoughts from your brain to your mouth. And I remember being so offended by that. I was just like, but, I actually do but, have a hard time with that. I have to slow down. Well, I now, as you can heard on this podcast, I often do. I, it's like, I, I want to say it, but it's like my so I know I was offended at first, but he he was right. I search for the words. Oh my god, damn it! Like it's right on the tip of my brain what I want to say. She's out of her she's out of her leak. She's punching up over weight clutch. She's out of her field. She's out of range. No, and it, it's right there. And sometimes my brain is like buffering, buffering, oh. buffering. I know what I want to say, but I can't find the exact words. And if I'm not careful. I end up speaking like, um, you know, like, yeah. you know, um, like people that can jump. I don't find that in you, though. I don't find you do that, though. I have struggled to curb it. And you have no idea how much work I've put into it. And you'll see me when I give interviews that I take seriously that aren't fun or frivolous. Yeah. I'll pause a lot and speak far more slowly. Interesting. I just saw that when when people speak, is to is that how important the pauses are because it gives you command, like just. To, and you're not feeling um like you know like um you know like, you can be brilliant, but if you talk like that, you sound like an idiot. Yeah. yeah. 
It's staggering. I watch these young athletes. And I think, but oh somebody give these girls some media training. Um, yeah, uh, like, uh, um, he, like, um, like, yeah, we, like, um, you know, um, like, right? yeah. It's like watching an Olympic athlete speak to the press as opposed to a pro athlete. I'm sorry. Yeah. Olympic athletes, they come on and they go, well, we're incredibly thankful to our country for the blah, blah, blah. And they just speak just so eloquently. I'm sorry they do. Then you get like a hockey player. Yeah, the guys uh, uh, put in the puck. And uh, it's just One. like, oh, my God, can you complete a freaking sentence? Here's the takeaway. Do some homework on how. Okay. There's actually a great guy on Instagram. He gives you these tips. Oscillate your tone when you're doing public speaking. Sometimes pause. And then come out strong. Right. So the voice tone oh, varies yeah, to yeah. keep people from being bored. Using gestures. Removing ums and likes. And the reality is, no matter how intelligent you are, if your language is filled with um, like, yeah, you know, right, people are subconsciously dismissing you. They are. Yeah. So when you go to ask for that promotion or you ask that person out on a date or you're conducting a business meeting, pause, be mindful of it, work on it. I cannot tell you how many of these podcasts I have listened to and I think oh god sound awful shrieky shrill cackly and I try to bring the voice down it's crazy but it matters I know it does it matters snoozy so stop comparing yourself to other people and start saying I'm like yeah you know never again and add bitch to the end of everything you do <laughs> bitch <laughs> this is my potty joke bitch Pantsuit, bitch. Pantsuit joke, bitch. You know? Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Dot edu slash podcast. Okay. I remember when we were talking about uh, money, like, yeah. remember, and, and Deshanna was able to find that, you know, the, 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 the sink, the money, the money. I didn't even tell you about the bathtub. They wanted $17,000 for the bathtub and she got that for $8,000. From the yeah. same place. Oh, my. Uh, different Italian, but from the same place in Beverly Hills. What were you saying anyway? Oh, now, hey. So uh, there's a, uh, a uh, journalist named Michelle Singletary, 
And she Hi. writes a personal finance column for the Wash Post. Okay. Oh. So this was the headline. Okay. It says, yeah. forget the Cheesecake Factory. Here oh, are some oh, first... People still go to the Cheesecake Factory? Well, dig, this is exactly what I'm saying. Here I are some... I'm not some... like an asshole, but it was like a 90s thing, right? Right. So okay. forget the Cheesecake Factory. Here are the real first date red flags. So this isn't about dating. This oh, is about... the Cheesecake the Factory che is a first date red flag. Right. So apparently oh. someone posted this about, about women saying that the... Um, there was a viral post about 30 places women don't want to go on a first date. And the Cheesecake, cheesecake factory, factory was number one. I don't want to go. And then there was other things like Applebee's and, you know, I'm not knocking these places. I'm just saying that it's not a place. Women voted this not a first place. But what, oh. but what Michelle did was she went further and she said she found these um, financially compatible right, red flags about finance with someone when you meet them. What's the red okay. flag? So um, she said, if you hate debt, don't get involved with someone who's credit card rich. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right? So she <clears throat> says, uh, if you meet somebody and they go... This is actually so interesting. You know, this is one of the top things couples fight about is money. Right? And, Kids and, and money, I think. And, <laughs> and they say that, that a spender and a saver can live harmoniously, like a spender and a saver, but it takes a lot of work. And I... And no, I, I don't think they can. It's like those you people don't? that set the thermostats differently. No. No. If you, you want to have a relationship fail... You date somebody who puts the thermostat on the wrong end of the spectrum, and boy, you will never, ever forgive that person because every night you'll freeze your ass off. Like, <laughs> I've learned to adapt because my wife is very good looking, but it's like, I swear to God, this bitch, I've got the thermostat down to 69, but there's a window cracked. But it's like, but then the covers are on. Like, it's it's just so bizarre. What, She's got all the things too going. too hot or too cold? What are you? Oh my God. So I'm always cold. She freezes me out. Like I can't wait for menopause just so I can experience a hot flash because I am always freezing, always freezing. And these women are like, oh my God, these hot flashes. I've yet to have one, by the way. Well, when does this begin? It That's depends. another conversation. It depends on I, the period and all that stuff. You didn't start menopause until you were 54. I remember. Yeah, I was in, I was up there, but I can't, but I can't remember every time they ask me if you ever go to, you know, this is something, not, mark my words. I do want to get back to the money conversation. <laughs> I know, but remember, uh, write down somewhere when you're, when your period stopped, because I've been asked that. Not multiple, even close. Well, no, no, I know, I know you're not, but when it does stop, because yeah. when you get older, you will be asked that question and, and I have to go every time. Um, I don't know, 50? I, I, cause I, I. I didn't no, write it down anywhere. When you started menopause, I remember. However, that doesn't mean that's when your period stops. You go into menopause. That's when you start menopause, when your period stops. Yeah, but some people get perimenopause when you get it before, before it all comes down. No, perimenopause is when it, your body's working up to your period stopping. Oh, well, all I know is it ain't fun. <laughs> Everyone tells me this. I, you know, I started to think, I just thought maybe I was like kind of seeing it a little bit. Like I had this little teeny layer. This is going to sound so dumb. I had like a couple of pounds. I was like, oh, I kind of literally two pounds. And I, but it was like on my stomach, just a little bit. And I was like, oh, is this going to be it? Is this it? But then I was able to get it off in about a month. So I don't so. <laughs> I don't know. I, and I'm saying that because everyone's like, oh, you wait. 
You just wait. <laughs> you're going to fall off a cliff. You're going to, you know, you're going to gain a hundred pounds. You're going to be sweating your ball. Like, I'm like, okay, well, I'm, you know, I should be there. Tell me where it you, is. I think like, you're I, too young yet. You're still, you're uh-uh. still. Uh-uh. All the 49-year-olds and 48-year-olds and 47-year-olds I know are like, oh my God, and the hot flashes and the mood swings. I, I, nothing has changed. Nothing. Oh, I'm convinced that I'm going to be able to do this reasonably well. And I think hey, it's someone because would I do like, Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Well, the reason I think so is because, but I'll let you know. The reason I think so is because I believe that these menopausal symptoms are greatly exacerbated by shit food and xenoestrogens and lack of mobility. I don't believe that women throughout the course of humanity have been falling to pieces during menopause. I just don't think so. I don't. However, however, I maintained an activity level and worked out all through that time. And you didn't start menopause till 54. But then you, then you, but then you see other women like my sister's not as active as me, and she sailed right through, sailed oh. right through. So I, I, I don't know, maybe. Anyway, now back to my, back to my. Was she finance. a boozer in her younger years? No, my sister, no, not at all. No maybe boozer. That was it? Maybe it was. Maybe it played in your butt. It could have been. It could have been. That could have had some sort of toxic residue in such a vulnerable <laughs> area. Could have been. <laughs> okay, what about money? Now I'm back, back to the I'm back. I'm here with you. Okay. I came back. So these are people, if you're meeting them or even maybe uh, friends with them, that mm. these are red flags. Okay. Oh, um, oh get right. That's right. right. Go. So they GK say graduate. they say having debt is no big deal. So they've got like a major car debt or a major something. They 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 think that it's no big deal to have debt. To me, I would be mortified if I had big debt. That scares the crap out of me. I got to tell you what I've learned about that, but keep going. Okay. Two, uh, overspenders. They don't, don't get involved with someone who, which we talked about earlier, it, who um, is credit, credit card rich. So, you know, they right. just overspend. Okay. Most of the country is doing that, by the way. This is true. This is true. Okay. You know, uh, the cost of living is so insane, but keep going. Okay. Three, a poor credit score. Like today's, yeah. like today's version of, of what's your sign is really what's your credit score. And, and so, right. Okay. Uh, bad tippers. If you, if you're with someone who's a bad, they say it's, um, it, it's part of the price of dining out. And it looks, if you look miserly, like miserly behavior, um, yeah, but it's I, not a good talked look. about this on a podcast. I know. Now I know. It's like, oh, we have a 20% service charges included. And then then, then tip okay. on top of it. And I'm like, wait a second. No. That's and crazy. And that's crazy. Yeah. However, but if it's just like, you're going, you're going out and, 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 and you're, and you're not, you don't tip the waiter, right? It's like, come Everyone on. Tips the waiter. This is America. I know, but people who are cheap. I know you animals like, do up there in Canada. Anyway. Okay. okay. So you're a bad tipper. A bad t- so it doesn't like talking about money. So if you're with somebody that they get very uncomfortable when that, when the conversation of money comes up. And they say people bring a lot of baggage to a relationship. It's but, true. Yeah. So like, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't. It's considered rude to talk about money though. It is. Well, we That's were, why sometimes I feel well, we like such a up dick that way. to tell these anecdotes. Well, we were, but, but we were brought up that way. Oh, don't, don't, don't ask somebody how much, you know, never ask somebody how much oh they make. Oh my God, right? never. Don't, right. And, and that's, that's, I would never say to someone, oh, how much, how much do you make? And, and, and I would, and if someone asked me, I would not tell them. It's just, you well, know. I, how much did you make at that gardening center? 
because I remember having to call and I know, I know, I was making, I was making minimum, wa- and I shared that quite freely that I was making minimum wage, and then you got me. I had to get involved. You got involved, and you got me a couple more bucks, which was, I was very <laughs> grateful. <laughs> I was very grateful when I opened up my check, <laughs> and it got a little, I got a little bump, and I went. <laughs> I went, this is all to do with Julian Michaels. Nothing to do with my worth, work ethic. No, Nothing to do with not. me. It's all no, no, to no. do with me. I, yeah. I had to threaten public exposure. Now, when you now when you and Deshanna got together, yeah. did you guys have a chat? We actually had our first sort of fight about money ever. And it's because we spend on different things. So D likes things. Okay. I like experiences. And what I mean by that is like, she's like, if I'm going to spend $300, I want it to be on something I'll have forever. So for example, okay, let's say $200, $250. I want to go to like a really nice dinner, even though now $250 isn't even a nice dinner. It's like a scene. But to me, I would rather go to a nice dinner. To her, she'd rather buy like a really nice dog bed that we're going to have for a year and looks great in the house. And I'm like, the dogs don't need it. That's ridiculous. Buy a $30 dog bed. She's like, no, here's what's ridiculous. That you would spend $300 on a dinner that's gone in an hour. This will have for a year and it lives in our home and we look at it every day and people come over and it's like, it's not some gross, shabby piece of shit that costs $30. So it's, it's the first time we ever sort of had a disagreement about money. Um, it's the poop, because- it's the poop or the sneaker conversation. That's what this is. The poop or the sneakers? Or sneakers. Because I'm with Deshanna. I get what she's saying. I would rather have a, a, a pair, a brand new pair of sneakers that's going to last me a couple of years than just poop out my meal. Poop or sneakers? Poop or sneakers? Oh. I know you're not Megan Kelly fan. But uh, no, I don't mind. I don't mind making sure. Listen to a few things this woman says, because even if you don't agree with her, and sometimes I don't agree with her, she constantly makes a case for what she considers to be the greater good. And here's what I mean by that. So, you know, Republicans have taken this position on abortion, right? And she's like, you guys got to stop with this. Like, you got to stop. And she explains where the red wave is never cresting. And she looked at like Ohio, Kentucky, I think it was Virginia, all these places where they had abortion issues on the ballot. And the Republicans were just trumped. They were, and I don't mean Trump, yeah. Trump, Trump, like just destroyed because this issue is just killing their entire party. And she's like, you have to stop. Like, even if this is your personal opinion of oh heartbeat or this this very aggressive position it is killing your ability to do any good elsewhere as a party and i think that there are a lot of positions that the republicans could improve like a lot of positions where uh political positions that would improve the country that the republicans have right and you're shutting down your ability to get on base with this let this go then she did another piece on Trump and she, it's fascinating. She was like, okay, we do all the polling, this, that, the other. We know that all of the Republican candidates beat Biden. Haley beats Biden. 
DeSantis beats Biden. I don't remember if she said Vivek um, or Vivek. I hate to pronounce his name wrong, even though I'm not a fan. Uh, nevertheless, but Trump, she says, we actually don't know if he does beat Biden because even though he's winning in the polls and certain, not with the independents, mm-hmm. not with the swings. And she goes on to say that his craziness is going to lose those people. And then the Republicans are going to lose the White House. And she is like, you may love this guy, but you need to look at the greater good. Stop. Everybody stands on ceremony. This is my position and I'm not getting off of it. What is that? Like the inability to lose a battle to win the war. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking even about Republicans. I think that's just a perfect example. Democrats, I think, do the same shit. They do the same crazy shit. Politicians are nuts. That's besides the point. We do it personally. Have you noticed that? Like, we become so tribal. Oh, yes. And we yes. we won't give up a position. Mm-hmm. Even if you think you're right, be willing to lose the battle to win the war. Do you know how many times I look at things and I fundamentally disagree but I'll say, all right, if I give up this battle with Heidi, I'll be able to to curry favor or gain her cooperation down on something road. much bigger down the road. Yeah. I don't agree with her. Most of the time, I'm like, okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, whatever. Her position is not a bad one. I just personally wouldn't handle it the way she's handling it. It's not like it's going to hurt the kid. If anything, it's I think it's too soft, right? And sometimes, some cases. But I think, all right, how bad is it going to go here? Like, if I can get her on board helping with something else down the road. Mm-hmm. I wanted to punish Lou for getting an F in a class. Heidi didn't want to, right? We go back and forth, back and forth. This is my point. Like, If I lose a battle, but I think I can win a war. I believe so many of us get caught up, though, in winning that battle. We're going to, it causes you to lose the war. Ask yourself this. In your life. Where are you getting tripped up and not progressing? Because the needle keeps skipping off the record. You're not moving on to the next song. What is that? Ego? There's a principle. Yeah, I don't know if it's ego. It's Where are you doing that, though? Not you, like everybody listening. Where are you doing that? Where can you just give in? Why will you not? If, in fact, giving in gets you closer to the brass ring what is for the greater good I, I continue to be staggered at the position republicans take these days i'm baffled because the truth of the matter is all of us who were left of center who can't believe the looting and the crime and how we've you know what has happened in in, Col- in california like it, that are looking for some semblance of normalcy right that we're so desperate for a voice of reason. And then the Republicans, you get a woman pregnant with a baby that's dying in Texas. Yeah. I mean, it's like, way to go, you morons. Right. Yeah, way to go. Does this seem like a good idea to you? The majority of the world is not with you here. And again, I, I hate to use politics. It's just so obvious. No, but that's a stupid it, thing to do. Yeah. Such a g- ridiculous position that just makes you look bananas. The child's going to die. So I, my point is, and they're wrong there, but even if there's something where you think you're right, but it's a small loss, 
really, really look at it, guys. Let go. If you can let it go and it's getting you towards the greater good, let it go. Focus on winning the war. Sometimes you got to lose the battle to win the war. 